this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast late last month the rbi came out of the circular that effectively barred non bank issuers of prepaid instruments from loading these instruments with credit if you have a digital wallet for example you could only load it with funds using the balance in your bank account or credit card non bank providers will not be allowed to add funds that function as loans to you this has created a flutter in the fintech industry whose captains feel that the regulation may stifle both financial reach and innovation to help us with some perspectives today we have with us mr jeep padmanabhan former executive director at the reserve bank of india in his capacity as executive director he was in charge of the departments of information technology payment and settlement systems and foreign exchange he was also later chairman at bank of india thank you mr padmanabhan for being here with us today would you think that rbi's action stems from anxiety about rising risk in the system after all if a ppa is loaded with the credit line it becomes a form of unsecured credit what would your view be on that sir no it is not i think uh, to understand where rbi is coming from probably it is important to realize that what were the concerns that at least the rbi had whether you support it or not or whether you agree with that or not is different but i think we need to understand this issues in its proper perspective the point is i think uh, reserve bank thought that there were two things happening as far as this aspect was uh, this particular line of activity was concerned one was that the way in which the whole at least some of the models had been structured it used to mimic a credit card so although you said that or the industry thought that it was running a prepaid wallet the way in which it was happening it was getting priced all this it was it was mimicking the credit card and again whether we like it or not i think there are very few nbfcs who have been permitted to issue the credit cards although i think the market went into a tz when the revised master directions were issued stating that reserve bank was opening up everything no i think they were just codifying all those regulations and uh, the nbfcs being given this credit card business to be run on a selective basis was something which i think as we speak is also continuing in reserve bank it's not that uh, the reserve bank has opened up completely as far as this aspect is concerned the second aspect is that one of the other things that the nbfcs are not allowed to do is they are not allowed to do what we call a cash credit sort of a replenishment credit as uh, the banks put it in the system they were allowed to run a loan give a loan those uh, nbfcs who are allowed to you know give sanction credits or uh, loan giving nbfcs were allowed to do that now if you see this model i think some of these models more popular ones had a sort of a hybrid also it was possibly that the card was co-branded with a bank but beyond the card issue i don't think the bank had any role in the matter and most of them the funding was happening through the credit lines which were issued by the nbfcs so the reserve bank has been looking at this for some time and then took a view that probably there are certain concerns which the reserve bank needs to look into and take a call whether ultimately it is acceptable to them or not and pending that they clarified stating that the master directions on prepaid instrument does not specifically call out a credit happening 
through a or a funding happening through a credit line. Now, we can debate this further in the sense that whether this was required at all or the concerns which the Reserve Bank of India historically had with regard to the NBFCs not getting into this business in a free manner like the banks are allowed to do or the replenishment credit. All this as we go on, we can debate because one of the fundamental issues that we also will have to understand alongside is that today, the so-called regulatory arbitrage between the banks and the NBFCs are fast disappearing. I think the NBFCs are being brought on line with the banks, at least the upper tier and the top tier, what they call it. Most of these regulations are trying to mimic the bank regulations. Now, having said that, then would the regulator still want the uh, NBFCs being precluded from issuing this credit? What really would be the worry? And particularly, at least from the market information, we know that we are talking about very, very small ticket loans. So what is the systemic risk that these small ticket loans create? All these are issues that we can debate. But I thought we need to understand the issue in the proper perspective as to where the regulator is coming from when we start a conversation like this. I understand the spirit and the context in which uh, these regulations have come in, sir. Like you said, you know, there is room for debate. Uh, but there's a specific reason why RBI has been looking at it for a historical length in time. It's specific to the circular and, you know, seen together with the master uh, directions, the terminology that all authorized non-bank PPI issuers, uh, you know, that terminology seems to have created some confusion because there are some fintechs which say, if I have tied up with a bank, but you did say that, you know, even though the co-branding happens with the bank, then the bank has no further role. But some fintechs seem to be convinced that if they had tied up with the bank, then this does not apply to them and they can move ahead. If you were to interpret the circular, how would you paint it, sir? Like it's a clean brush that applies to all fintechs, whether they're tied up with banks or NBFCs, or is there some variation there that we can expect in terms of interpretation? And that's a good question, Bharat. I think uh, when this circular hit the market and when I read this, one of the questions I asked myself was that why was it addressed only to the non-bank PPI issuers, right? And the question is, I needed to understand the spirit of where the Reserve Bank was coming from and actually what translates or what can be interpreted when you read, read the circle. The spirit, I think, is fairly clear, is that they do not want the PPIs to be funded through a credit line. With that spirit, I try to argue myself, what would be the logic? Now, the logic has to be that yeah, innovation or a new model or where a fintech is doing the intermediation cannot achieve something for a NBFC or any player in the ecosystem, any authorized entity in the ecosystem to implement a product or a process which he is not otherwise allowed to do. So basically, one cannot argue that an intermediation can allow me to get around certain regulations. That I think no regulator would probably agree to this argument. And uh, although I am seven years away from regulation, given the mindset of the regulator, probably that's, that's an argument that I would also put across. But very clearly, the way in which it got implemented, I don't think it applies to banks. And I'm also aware that as far as the banks are concerned, this process is going on and probably the regulator is also aware of this. But then the argument could be taken, there were no bar on banks 
issuing a credit card or the bank issuing a, uh, having a cash credit account so probably that is why they have given themselves some time to examine this further but as the circular has got issued and as it is read and it is legally interpreted i don't think we can take a stance or anybody could take a stance that it applies to banks and any bank continuing this activity i don't think the regulator can take a stance no you are not allowed because it is it has never been issued to them this circular has not been issued to the banks at all okay so the point you made about having the regulators hat on that's probably why rbi came in and said effective immediately uh, probably its view was hey you're not even supposed to be doing this in the first place so there's no question of giving you 6 months or 12 months time for you to fall in line is that why the timeline within which they have to comply has been indicated as effective immediately see probably there i think you will permit me to first accept that there is a regulatory hat which always i have and i must be also asked to remove that regulatory hat and speak because sometimes i think standing outside and looking at things it gives you a different perspective see look i think it's time that we debate couple of things how would should the regulation work in a scenario where so much of technology led or fintech activities happening now there have been two things which at least i have been arguing for a long time and one is that if we have to make sure that innovation remains responsible let me use that word in fact i had represented reserve bank of india and uh, i had gone over to france to receive an award which lauded reserve bank of india for implementing derivatives in this market in a responsible manner this was following the derivative disaster in many other countries so the word responsible innovation will have to be kept in the back of the mind by all of us what is required to ensure that the innovation remains responsible i think the regulator will have to facilitate that by saying that here are the five high level principles that i want to ensure whenever anybody implements a innovation in this market let's say it can be three don'ts and three two do's or whatever it is these things will have to be implemented it cannot get too granular because no regulator in the world given the pace at which the technology is moving can say that i can implement a granular regulation for two reasons one is this too quick and two it is impossible for the regulator to say that i understand every innovation that happens in the market so it becomes extremely difficult so what is important is that you ensure that there are these five principles which make sure that things don't require to be clarified to say we never meant it because there are these five principles which allows you either to do it or not that's number one and number two i think probably in innovation please remember that a product which we cannot even think of living without today which is the cards took 20 years to become a product right so it takes time during that time the regulatory interventions according to me will have to be based on materiality and not picking up each and every word of a circular and saying that whether that word is applicable or not applicable so probably if i look at it from both sides i would say that both had to take the responsibility for this and to my mind this is the best way forward 
actually you preempted one of my later questions sir uh, i was wanting to look at it from a 30000 foot view as a person who's been a regulator and then also as a banker would you say that fintechs have actually aided financial inclusion and that seems to be the objective for many of these companies because uh, while i'm not a financial expert i've always been slightly wary almost apprehensive when people offer me loans because i do not know if i have the ability to return them and you know i see people who work as drivers and so on and so forth are being inundated with calls for instance saying you know would you like to take a loan and the offers are like as much as half of his or her salary and i'm wondering is there some risk in the system where you know we only read a bit about the 2008 financial crisis created in the west where people who did not deserve these loans were uh, happily given all of these and then that resulted in a crash so fintechs i understand that there's a balance and you you said there is a responsible balance that we need to draw between regulation and innovation but if you look at the last 5 years or so uh, do you believe that fintechs have actually aided financial inclusion in a responsible manner see whether the fintechs have aided financial inclusion or the formal financial sector getting expanded i don't think i have any doubt in my mind that the answer is a very loud sound yes there is no doubt because without the use of technology or the fintechs or the cooperation between two whether we would have been able to reach the breadth that we have reached today is doubtful but you have raised a very valid point the valid point when we talk about responsible here who is playing which role it becomes very critical i don't think the fintechs beyond facilitation look at the underwriting standards whether it is good enough in, in fact i have heard about stories that when you scout for a loan today the data is so leaky that you get as you rightly said six calls from people wanting to offer you say that i can facilitate this loan for you these are the intermediaries and you often end up if you are looking for a let's say a 25000 loan the fellow will come back within two hours and tell you here are the five guys and all these five guys have done underwriting based on the records available or the credit data that they have built up because today you don't have to depend on the credit information bureaus alone i think there are private agencies who build up all this data and all as a result of this here are the five loans he say i don't want five loans he said keep it what is your problem so there are two things that happen and one thing you you flagged it one is the over indebtedness whether i am taking on a loan whether i'll be able to repay there is a risk building up in the system which can blow up at one point of time and that let me understood with another this thing if today the way in which it is functioning and some people at least attribute to the fact that it's functioning this way if i am taking a loan to repay another loan and this cycle continues please understand as a financial man this is exactly like in our traditional physical check scenario what we called as the pipeline you pay a check by issuing another check the game goes on till somebody walks out of the system the chain breaks and the whole edifice collapses now this is something which the regulator will have to keep watch and keep looking at the whole thing now that brings me to another responsibility that the regulator will have to assume today i think there is no time to wait and watch if you find that there is a problem which is building up nip it in the bud rather than allowing this to continue for 5 6 years because the scaling up happens very very quickly and this has repeatedly happened in our country whether it is this or a crypto or wherever it is we allow the system to grow and then we come back with our concerns i think it's time that the regulators say they act quickly they have to be as agile as the it system in terms of interventions 
as well as the market value is concerned. So if I come back from the 30,000 foot view, back to the nuances of the current circular, you know, articles post this uh, issuance of the circular have touched upon the buy now, pay later model as one example, which one channel that may have been affected by the issuance of the circular. So it is becoming a popular model of credit with buyers, but also that, you know, some studies indicated that delinquencies were or inability to pay back loans was as high as 10%. And that was a big cause for concern. How would you, as a former regulator, view this uh, model buy now, pay later, because it is somewhat akin to credit cards anyway. So I just wanted your views on this. It's all the same. Yeah. Ultimately, if you break down to the nuances, what Reserve Bank has said that your credit line cannot be loaded onto the prepaid card directly. Now, I know entities who have got approval both for credit cards, for prepaid cards and for loans. And the way they load prepaid card is they credit it to a particular account of the borrower in a bank. And from there, it gets loaded onto a wallet. It happens in no time. Now, so it is not that they have questioned the entire buy now, pay later or any kind of buy now, pay later. The issues are not with regard to, as far as I understand, the way in which the loan is getting dispersed. I think there are other issues which they have flagged in the digital committee, which we talk about the first loss guarantee, whether people who are not allowed to have a credit stake in the system are indirectly getting into this space by all these things. So there are a different set of issues that Reserve Bank is examining as far as the buy now, pay later is concerned. But here the model is about, I think there is no clarity as to how this is done. There is no transparency, how, what are the kind of issues that happen, how this repayment is taken care of. So when a credit line is getting directly credited into uh, the prepaid card, there are certain issues with the bank as uh, the Reserve Bank has flagged or Reserve Bank has expressed concern about. Please don't think that I'm taking one side or the other side. But the, the counter issue that the market has said that if that is a concern, I think they have already written to Reserve Bank. Is there any way that we can address them? So for instance, suppose we don't do a replenishment credit. We are talking about a particular number. And every time there is a dispersal, there is a underwriting. And then each loan is segregated. It is not mixed up and done as a, you know, first in, first out, all those kind of methods. So there are, the industry has gone back to Reserve Bank of India that possibly the sledgehammer may create a problem. Here are, we understand your concerns. We understand uh, where you are coming from. These are the kind of, counter balances that we are proposing can we move forward i think unless we get that final verdict of reserve bank of india based on this industry representation it will be very early to conclude whether this is gone by now pay later is affected all because by now pay later as you rightly said it's a credit right now the question there would be is there a proper assessment everybody who buys on a, a flipkart or an amazon or any other on, online website has he been properly credit assessed for them to give this uh, amount? And secondly, is there any method that the system is making sure as a system in a concerted manner to say the classical thing which you will understand coming from the financial sector part of the newspaper, there cannot be a double finance. So multiple financing, whether it is happening, all these kind of things, I think once it is sorted out, the dust will settle. So with respect to this particular circular, so one way that fintechs can work around this, fall in line if they are not already tied up with the bank, tie up with the bank so that the channels are clear and they are compliant with the law. In a matter of seconds, yeah. In a matter of seconds, please understand that today technology enables them 
to sweep it to your bank account. I have given a standing instruction from there. It gets swept to the account and it can get paid. There is, uh, see, there, there is going to be cost. There is going to be time in implementing the technology, but I don't think it is an impossibility. I've exhausted uh, my list of questions, sir. Anything else you think is relevant we should have touched upon? I'd be happy to tell you. No, Bharat, I think uh, it has been quite exhaustive. I think we have also covered probably the way in which the regulator should start looking at these things because I strongly feel that we have come to a, con uh, a situation where, let's say, granular micromanagement is no longer possible. And I mean, you take it probably the unintended outcome of circular that Reserve Bank of India issued. And if you read carefully, and if you want to just take it from there and question, here is a conclusion that I draw or anybody can draw from. Since credit line is not indicated as a permissible credit to the prepaid ballot, it is clarified that this is stopped with immediate effect. Now, whether with the immediate effect will work or not in a system, that's another matter. But the Reserve Bank will always say that and then give time for the system to settle because everybody knows that I cannot close the tab tomorrow, right? But as a regulator, legally, that is how they can they can actually put across a uh, situation. Uh, now, uh, the, the question that arises there is that since it is not mentioned in my master direction, it cannot be done. Somebody can conclude it means that there can be no innovation in this country because an innovation can never be mentioned in a master direction because innovation by definition is a journey into uncertainty. Nobody knows how this is going to span out. So maybe I think the way in which we communicate with each other also will have to change to make sure that we derive the best of benefits of what I would again call innovation in a responsible way. That was very insightful, sir. Really, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your coming on today with uh, to be with us for your perspectives. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu. We'll see you soon.